You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. We talked about it. Jermaine Pratt is back. Exciting for the defense when one of your best players is back. Safety room. You move on from Von Bell, Jesse Bates. I said it before. I think they did want to bring Von Bell back. But, hey, they're moving on. And I still feel pretty calm, cool, and collective. There are plenty of free agents. Honestly, a lot of big names left when you look at some of the guys available. And it felt like a semi-quiet day in the NFL overall for a lot of teams, unless you're a big spender or a team that isn't really doing much on the field, but besides having a lot of cap room. Um, you look at the Broncos last 24 hours, the Chicago Bears. Um, I know Miami Dolphins have been pretty active, but nothing too crazy for me personally when I look at some of the NFL free agency moves. But when it comes to the safety position, say Cincinnati doesn't want to go to the draft or maybe they get a safety late in the draft for more depth. Who is a safety that is available in free agency right now that you would take a look at? There's a few guys. Um, The Chauncey Gardner-Johnson thing is the big one. He probably makes more money than – Bell made though, so are they in on that? Because PFF hasn't predicted eleven and a half million a year. It's pretty high for what they normally go for um, in free agency, especially they could have just paid Bell seven something. Juan Thornhill's out there; his projected contract's about seven million. Maybe they just maybe Bell just wanted to move on to a different team. You get somebody at similar money. Uh, really interesting one would be John Johnson, who got cut from the Browns. He's not going to affect your comp picks, which is nice because he was cut and projected about five and a half million. But I feel like he's a hard guy to really pin down for what he would actually make because he was really disappointing with the Browns. But before that, he was very good with the Rams and the Rams also a connection with Zach Taylor. So that's one I think would be interesting. And I think he would do pretty well in the Von Bell role, we have to think of safeties anymore. It used to be free safety, strong safety. Your strong safety is a guy in the box. Your free safety is the one that's always deep. And, like, it's just not the case anymore. All these teams want to play split field coverages. They want to keep both safeties back. So with both safeties back, there's no free safety, strong safety. There's just two safeties. And one to get into the box more when you do that. But your primary thought here, I think, is versatility. In your safety, you're looking for intelligence. You're looking for a good communicator. Your athleticism is on the list. It's always on the list, but you're not looking for a guy to fit with Dax that needs to be able to play single high rope sideline to sideline like Jesse Bates was able to. And you're not looking for a guy in Von Bell that you know you could put a number 53 on him and he could pass as a linebacker. You're looking for just a guy that can play a lot of roles, and that's Chauncey Gardner Johnson. But to me. I think that could also be 
John Johnson. I know that I think there's a sour taste because he stunk with the Browns. That's when you strike, right? The Browns are not the place where I, I really think of like, well, if they're bad with the Browns, you're going to be bad anywhere. I think like, eh, there's been plenty of guys who were bad with the Browns and went on, did well. I think a Jamie Collins is the funniest one where he was really good with the Patriots, left to the Browns, stunk, went back to the Patriots. He's really good again. <laughs> so um, that's, that's a guy I'd look at. There's other guys too. I mentioned Terrell Edmonds out there. I think he could fit that role as well. Um, so, so there's a lot. I, I'm not nervous about safety probably for another few days. Like when Chauncey signs, I think people are really going to freak out, especially if it's not with the Bengals. I still think there's like five five more safeties I'm comfortable with starting. You want to get a veteran, but I'm not going to freak out until they're down to like one or two guys that I feel comfortable with left. I know Chauncey makes a lot of Bengals fans excited. I feel like every year they find this player um, on social media where they get really excited and that's going to be the guy who's going to come here and he's going to be a game changer. But, and look, I'm not, I could be wrong. I was wrong about Jermaine Pratt. I had no clue that he was returning. I thought Von Bell would be back. But at the same time, I've always felt this way when they couldn't agree to terms with Jesse Bates on a deal. They don't value that position like other teams might value it when it comes to high market numbers. I don't see them putting a lot of money into that position. If they can bring a guy in for probably half of that price, um, I don't see an $11 million, unless he wants to take a pay cut uh, to around seven or maybe $8 million a year, then maybe Cincinnati would have interest. It's just something that they that they feel uh, when it comes to that position. And I know a lot of fans are, are nervous and scared, but I do. I feel like they're going to be active tomorrow, and I think it's just been pretty quiet overall, and there's still plenty of safeties available. But there's a coach on, on the staff who I trust more than – any of the assistants and, and no offense to Zach Taylor, but you have Lou and Arumo over there and I trust him with the secondary. I trust him with guys when, when Dax Hill is going to get his first real start at safety next year, Tyson Anderson. Yeah. I'm not ready to jump and say this guy's going to be a safety for this team right now, but at the same time, I think of that as a more of a depth piece in the safety room. And I do feel like they'll bring a guy in. I don't, I don't think they go super old, but more of a vet, a, a guy who's really going to help in the secondary. And um, they obviously bring Michael Thomas back. I think more of a special teams leadership guy uh, when you think of him coming back to Cincinnati, but overall, I'm just, I don't know the, the safety stuff doesn't scare me, but I know a lot of Bengals fans. It's almost surprising. Like they, they, they forgot about Jesse Bates. We, we've talked about this for about a year now that he wasn't going to come back to Cincinnati. It was pretty much writing on the wall. It was over. But then when Von Bell was gone, it was like, oh my goodness, we are getting worse. This roster is worse. But I threw this out on social media, you know, a couple of times this off season, I said, give me your core for the Cincinnati Bengals. Give me your core. When you think of the future of guys you want on this team, um, offense, defensive side, I'll tell you right now, I didn't hear Vaughn Bell's name often when, when we talked about the core of the future of the defense. And Vaughn Bell was amazing when he was here. But I mean the overall outlook of the next three to four years when you think about this team and this Super Bowl window that you can say is going to be extended. I feel maybe I'm optimistic more than three to four years. There's other guys out there that they can add to this roster. They still have the majority of this roster on both sides of the ball. I, I'm just, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm optimistic and I don't freak out during the first 24 hours of free agency, but I think everything's going to be okay. And I really trust the front office to, to get some deals done. And I think, you know, they're going to be more active towards the end of the week. And we're getting into Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And that's when, you know, we do see more active deals complete. And there's still plenty, there's about 25, 30 free agents out there who will be starters in the NFL next year. 
Sorry to um, Bengals fans out there. It would be great if all these deals came in on Friday when I'm home. Because <laughs> it's going to be hard for me to produce any content on the guy they signed today. <laughs> uh, that's why I'm not going to do any Pratt content because I'm like, well, maybe later. <laughs> we know him. <laughs> it's not like a get-to-know Jermaine Pratt. It's like, what type of player is he? It's like, you know. Um, yeah, I, uh, I don't think they value the safety position a ton. It's just tough because then they took one first, first in the first round. Yeah, so I say that they value value it it. Yeah, yeah. I should take yeah, back like, that. I feel like they valued enough that they could have signed Bell at that price. I think the issue might have just been more they wanted to get younger and younger with a veteran, but younger. Big Bell when he signed three years ago, like twenty six to twenty eight. I don't know how Bell. Well, it is like maybe he is 28, but I think like 26 or so. And Chauncey Garden Johnson is 26. Juan Thornhill is 28. Um, probably skipping past Jordan Poyer, who's 32, although I'm not opposed to like a one year deal. John Johnson's 28. Trail Edmonds, I believe, is 26. There's plenty of young safety up. Julian Love's 25. Taylor Rapp's 26. I think Jabil Peppers is young. Uh, Donovan Smith's 28. Like a lot of the startable safeties out there are in that age range where I think they like to play. They don't want to give a guy a deal that goes into his 30s. So that is uh, I think that's all safety talk. I, I don't know. Is, is there more? Yeah, I, don't think, I don't think they end up doing a draft thing. Like, does Brian Branch fall to them? Do, are they, do they not sign a safety and Brian Branch falls to them? They probably take him. Uh, but other than that, there's not. A, I don't think it's a great safety class from what I understand. I haven't watched because I don't think they're taking one, at least in the first two rounds first two days I'll include third round in there but um yeah I still think they sign a guy I don't think it's going to end up being two basically two rookies out there as your starting safety duo with a second year corner and then only two members of the secondary are seasoned veterans I think they want to get a little bit of uh, a little bit more veteran leadership in that room because that's one of the big things that they're missing without Von Bell Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're going to move on to the tight end position because it feels pretty quiet in the tight end world overall in the NFL. I think a guy like a Hayden Hurst um, is someone who could be a Friday sign, maybe not in Cincinnati, but overall in the NFL. He's not going to be a day one, day two free agent signing. But overall, have you been pretty surprised with the tight end market right now? I'm surprised Darren Waller went for a third round pick. I would have done that. He's older, I guess. He's in his 30s, so I don't know if the Bengals would, would do that. But, yeah, my, that was the main surprise I had. I, the Oh, actually, never mind. Josh Oliver signing for, like, $7 million a year, and he has 230 career yards. That's pretty up there, but he's a blocking tight end. Maybe that's what they go for now. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I've been a little surprised. I think the tight end market has just boomed in the past two years. I think about David Njoku signing a huge deal. All these guys that aren't really proven signing big deals. And is 
that, you know, it, are the Bengals going to be a victim of that? Or do they find a guy that is willing to take a one-year deal? They know Burrow gets these guys paid. Hayden Hurst pending. <laughs> but I think he's going to get paid decently well. Um, and maybe Hayden Hurst is back. I'm putting that one at like a coin flip. I think he could be. So do they get an Irv Smith, Foster Moreau, one of these tight ends? Austin Hooper is a guy I come back to just on vibes of the Bengals seem to sign guys that fans – neither hate nor love of just okay <laughs> so but then they play better than that then maybe that's austin hooper who was pretty good with the falcons and then whatever with the titans and the browns so that's another buy low that's out there and these names aren't exciting like if they sign terrell edmonds and austin hooper i don't think fans are like jumping out and screaming in the streets that this team's going back to, to the big game but they're fine. They're starting level players. If that's what happens, I'm hoping for something exciting because that's more exciting to write about. That's more exciting to talk about. That's more exciting as a fan. But if you just get starting level guys, that's fine to me. I don't know how you feel about it. If they, if they sign like Edmonds and Hooper, are you upset or are you somewhere in between? So I feel like there's a reason to trust the front office right now. Yeah. I, I mean, what, is this three straight years of this like slam dunk free agencies? Like I'm, I'm going to doubt them when they give me a reason to doubt them. Paul Diener said it best. I listened to his uh, podcast from yesterday and he said there were a lot of regrettable contracts signed today around the NFL. You know, the first day where teams, as I mentioned before, they have all the cap space and all the money to just go out and spend on and give these crazy contract numbers to players that you might regret in a year or two. Um, And I think that that's kind of the overall reaction. Yeah, the splash is really fun and nice. But if you remember, you can go back to the Cheeto signing. You could even say the same thing about Trey Hendrickson when they moved on from Carl Lawson. A lot of the fan base was like, no, he didn't do anything with the Saints. Uh, he had help on the defensive line, and they 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 weren't too excited when Carl Lawson was gone, and they brought in Trey Hendrickson. Um, you know, there was a lot of those signings that that they made. You know, later on in the week, that it wasn't too crazy, but it wasn't. I, I wouldn't put Trey Hendrickson in the not too crazy because I think that was a great signing. But overall, in the last two years, that we we just kind of have to trust the process of of their mindset, what they're thinking. I think Hayden Hurst was a nice addition last year for a one year deal. Um, I think they're going to do that similar approach again in the tight end room because this class is loaded in the draft. I'm not going to say they're going to go and get a tight end at 28, but I think at the same time, if you bring in in a vet tight end for a one-year deal, because right now they have zero tight ends under contract. Uh, Mitchell Wilcox, I still feel like he comes back on a cheaper deal. They just didn't agree to the contract uh, deal for the restricted free free agent number to bring him back. And that's totally fine with me. I mean, I, I could see him coming back just just cheaper special teams guy, uh, get a few, you know, catches every now and again with this offense. But, you know, you do have to kind of have that mindset. You have to get somebody in free agency. And I think they draft a tight end. But I don't think it's anything crazy. And I just think it's a, a one-year deal. And that guy can go and get a multi-year deal because Joe likes to get these tight ends paid. We've said it before. CJ Uzama, Hayden Hurst is going to get a nice deal. I, I agree with you. I think it's 50-50 that he's back in Cincinnati. Um, you know, a little surprising, I guess, that he hasn't signed with the team. But the market's just – it's been what it is. I, I'm, I'm not really, you know, impressed with tight end and the linebacker numbers right now. Yeah, my – I think tight ends are going for higher than they're worth, but at the same time, not all of them. And there's always weird deals. So like, is the Josh Oliver deal just a weird deal? Because Josh Oliver's worth seven something, then Hayner's might be worth 10 something, and the Bengals probably aren't paying 10 something. Uh, but, you know, like, that's also going to just be, oh, that was weird. That was weird. 
<laughs> Everybody else just signs at their normal price. I don't know. There's not been a lot of movement at the tight end market. I think that's a big one too, is that I don't have a real good feel. The only market that's really moved that much seems to be linebacker and maybe offensive tackle. As we were talking, I think Caleb McGarry just signed to a 10 plus million dollar deal to stay with Atlanta. Um, I never thought he was a fit. That he's just he's a good run blocker that struggles in pass protection and that's like the opposite of what you want as for a Bengals offensive tackle. <laughs> they are asked much more to do in pass protection than they are in the run game. Uh so that's fine. I I don't know. I I don't have a good feel for a lot of this. And even offensive tackle has been all over the place. Jamal Taylor getting twenty plus million, Kill getting ten million. Maybe those are what you expected, but then the Trey Pickens getting seven million uh, as a right tackle, which is which was top ten number, which is a top ten number before. Um, but is that the Chukwuma for deal where the Steelers make that deal and everybody just goes, huh? And they just go back to signing normal contracts. So that's that's just gonna be interesting. And there's still tackles out there that they can sign that can start. And that is the one that I wouldn't be shocked if they don't get a guy, but I'd be surprised. Like I'd be surprised if they don't go for a guy. I'd be shocked if they don't get safety. But with tackle, I think I'd be more surprised than anything. And I would probably question the plan if there's not at least a swing tackle upgrade. Yeah, I think we're going to get more to the right tackle position, offensive line. I want to talk a little running back room, small JP around. I do want to say that Jabril Peppers is off the board. He is going to sign a two-year extension, re-signing with the Patriots. So another safety off the board when you look at the outlook of maybe a vet that they could bring in a free agency. Uh, to be determined, I, I do like these a little these little alerts as they're happening because free agency doesn't stop at night. I know a lot of people think free agency is one day. It's like two weeks, okay? There's a lot of moves that can possibly happen with our roster, and I think it's going to be a little more active for the Cincinnati Bengals maybe when we get into late Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But next, let's talk a little more about the offensive line and the running back room on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. 